0: Welcome to Bonehead Weekly. And it's time again, gentlemen, for one of those topics that's always popular that our audience screams for year after year, week after week, month after month. It was the year that I just wanted to do one of those long James pauses. Yeah, yeah, like James is doing now, where we cut in to a year. But we're doing a little something different
1: this time. Um, We're going to make it entertaining. That, no. ain't gonna, that ain't gonna happen there ain't no no damn way in no, hell you
2: make promises you know we can't keep uh That's
1: true. So, so previously we've talked about the best years of movies you know hey then in 1984 nine, what 1994
0: 19 we've done 94 we've done 89 we've nine. We've done 84 we've done 82 yes and
1: those have been all great years in cinema but we've never talked about a year where cinema may have missed them missed the step there is and, no such thing. Yeah, well, we're going to find out because 1983 is notorious for a, for not being a great year for movie releases. Now, there are going to be some gems that we're going to talk
0: about from 1983. More pointedly, the article that I thought you read that I read was Yes. 1983 was a terrible year for sequels. That's what I yeah,
1: that's what I, but yeah, there's also other it, and that is true. When we talk about the summer, mo- the summer movie events, it was a it, it was mostly sequels, and those sequels were bad. So when we get to that point, which we'll probably be doing in part two um, of this episode, because this will be a two parter, we're not going to make you sit here and listen to us for two and a half hours talking about a year in movies. We're gonna we're gonna break this up into a couple episodes, uh, maybe depending on how quickly this goes. But I also think after look after doing my own quick research i didn't do too much because i like to be surprised on these uh on these episodes i really think 1983 was just a bummer year for people
0: i mean there's one good movie i know were,
1: i know there's one there's at least three
0: that i know that were off the we're, top of my head i know one
1: i know yeah, one too they're, it's, they're, it's probably the one we're thinking of both yeah, but there's
0: also another terrible movie with uh it doesn't matter Jack, well, we're gonna get
1: to it Jack. so uh Uh, So before we get to that, we're going to do our standard thing of talking about what happened in 1983. Um, And there is some great things, and there are some things that piss me off royally that happened in 1983. Should we go with the, let's go with the big one that makes me happy. Uh, 1983, we got introduced to Mario and Luigi. They first made their appearance in 1983 on a game that was released in Japan. Now let's talk about the thing that pisses me off more than anything in the world. In 1983, Hidden Valley introduced ranch dressing that did not have to be refrigerated. And this led to the ranch snack craze. I know my two friends here love ranch snacks. That doesn't dressing.
2: even that doesn't even make sense. What well, doesn't make sense? There, were there no killings? killings? Were there, there no murders out. in 1983? Were there, there no
0: houses? Were there no workhouses? Were there nowhere for your family to go? Did what ranch you- dressing buy the family farm and murder your grandmother? I hate
1: ranch dressing. I hate the taste of it. I hate the smell of it. I do not care for it. I hate the fact that it's the new ketchup and people order it over ketchup. I don't understand them, and I know you two
0: well, love it, and Chad, I'm not.
2: And I'm not. Ju- Chad, judge- in all fairness, in not all fairness. judging.
0: He said, "Judging." No, but but said. I
2: corrected myself and said, "I'm judging." In all fairness, Chad, a lot of people have stopped doing ketchup because a lot of ketchups have excess sugar in them, whereas ranch doesn't. It's just got fat, but it doesn't have sugar. That's true, by the way. Look it up. Well, that's fine. It still tastes like shit. <laughs> Well, maybe to you, but then again, as opposed to moldy blue
0: cheese.
1: But and I don't know how you all feel about this. Uh, there is one thing that came out in 1983 as well that I really do love to this day. I know Joe's kind of uh, uh, steered away from this in, in recent uh, recently, but uh, French's French's Dijon mustard also premiered in 1983 as well, which I still love. It's recently no thrown
0: away from i'm just not a big well yeah that's what i'm saying you're not a big must, you're not as big I, mustard I like fan. mustard if it's the really good shit like that russian mustard i brought you back from canada That's yeah stuff. if that's that stuff ex- is good if that if it's exquisite then i like it i like dijon mustard I, that's but about i the, just don't want your damn whatever that yellow crap I, is oh i hate I yellow know.
1: mustard i hate the dusseldorf mustard that that weird grayish yellow shit from white
0: castle no, I may uh, like that. I don't know. Let's
1: you no. go, go to the White Castle. Uh, but no, uh, I do love. I still oh, uh, pretty shit. much only mustard that I'll eat if it is not the fancy kind is uh, Dijon mustard. Um, no. So what else happened? The first woman went into space. Um, Star Wars. Well, no, p- p- skip that one. The uh, The Police's "Every Breath You Take" was the number one song of the year. So was Billie Jean and Beat It. Um, flat. Oh uh, shoot, can't talk about that one yet. <laughs> and shoulder pads became all the rage oh yeah I'm um right. yeah other things that happened in 1983 United States invaded Grenada Grenada or Grenada it's Grenada
2: over, over Grenada I'll never be over Grenada
0: Grenada <laughs> Granada, <laughs> tomato tomato what's the would with you and um the and what would eventually doom our
1: society ARPANET officially changes to use the internet protocol creating the internet and then also the other thing that happened is fi- the final episode of m*a*s*h* aired record 100 uh re- record 125 million people watched it i am talking way too fast and then also unfortunately again the cabbage patch doll premiered so yeah. that's what happened in 1983
0: huh i said yeah do you have a cabbage patch doll
1: no um no i didn't but my brother's did if that tells you anything
0: no more than i already knew i never had a cabbage patch doll either
1: Oh Joe, uh, final I thing. I had
0: a pound puppy.
1: I had a pound puppy. Um, the the other thing, Joe, I'd like to mention for you too. Uh, also in
0: 1983, Fraggle Rock premiered. Yeah, dance your cares away.
2: Worries for another. I prefer. Th- I prefer the doozers. Work your cares away. No, you <laughs> don't. I do. By the way, I never had a real
0: pound puppy. I had the one you got at Burger King or Dairy Queen. Oh, at Hardee's, sir. Hardee's. The Hardee's. Hardee's yeah I never had up. an actual real pound puppy I had the one no, that comes I had the Hardee's meal yeah. thing yeah that's, I
1: think I had a pound puppy I, I really do a real one yeah I think Look so you, you Mr fancy Fuck. I can't remember I might not have I might have just had the Hardy's one
0: I don't remember I did are you sure that came from Hardy's chain it had it had a
1: little bobblehead right on it is that right and it was no, fuzzy? I thought
0: it was just a small no, it was just a small, a small it was box. basically. It's a
1: small version yeah oh yeah that's the one I had that I didn't I didn't realize that was a fast food one
0: yeah,
1: hmm.
2: well, James, your yes, turn. James, <laughs> uh, dead, well, dead, hold on, hold on. Check Pound Puppies Hardies pops up on Google when I search. All right, so. all right, all right, gentlemen. January 7th was considered the first weekend of 1983's movie releases, and you know what movie premiered that weekend? No, no idea, I don't either because none of them charted. <laughs> but you know what kept on rolling strong that weekend that had already made $59 million in in those $80? Uh, was it wasn't e.
0: E.T. by then. I can't remember what we did for 82.
2: Gentlemen, that would be the classic film, which is probably banned in a couple states right now, Tootsie.
0: Mm, oh, yeah, yeah. that does Tootsie had That, already was,
2: made one, that was one of the three. I didn't.
1: Re- I thought that premiered in 83, so that's an 82. So that doesn't that's even an count as 83. But it, it was you know, on like week Christmas.
2: four. Week four Mm -hmm. and had made 59 million and still made 15 million dollars that weekend. The movie in second place had been in fifth place the week before, but was another holdover. That would be 48 hours. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, it went from being it had fallen to five, but jumped back up to two. And then the third movie is The Verdict. I just watched that by the way with Paul Newman. What do you say? Yeah,
0: it was in its fifth week. I really enjoyed it. It's a I CD, did too. It's a Cindy
1: Lumet film I hadn't seen. See, I thought we had a, again, I'm sorry. I made this up in my head. I thought we had a conversation and you said it was boring. That's why you didn't care for it. Yeah, I, I, didn't it, it, it. I, I didn't know you hadn't surgery. seen it. I didn't know you hadn't seen it. Yeah. No, no. I love it. I, love I had verdict. no
0: recollection of ever seeing it. So
2: I watched it in January. It pretty- I wrote a, I wrote a paper
1: for I read I wrote a paper about the verdict
2: in college. Mm-hmm. All these movies, by the way, I'll just do the top ten. We're all holdovers. I'll go through the rest pretty quickly. Number four was The Dark Crystal in its fourth week. Seen that. Number five was The Toy in its fifth week. Jackie Gleason's best performance. <laughs> Number six was Best Friends in its fourth week. That was
0: a huge bomb, right? No, I'm thinking of the uh, Best Defense. Keep going number was seven
1: it? by the way the toy have you all watched i'm not to, sorry but have you all watched the toy recently
0: that's dick donner's finest film chad oh boy it does not hold up
2: and I that was one, that really, was
1: one of my favorite movies as a kid it does not hold up yeah
2: number seven in its 31st week was et yeah still bringing in three million dollars a weekend over three million dollars a weekend <laughs> number eight in its third week was kiss me goodbye Number nine in its fifth week was Airplane 2, the sequel. And number 10 in its 24th week was An Officer and a Gentleman. Mm. Love Lift Us Up where we were wrong.
1: Oh, I don't care for that movie.
0: I liked
2: it. Mm. I've seen it in
1: years. I still still prefer the toy.
2: That was week number one. Do you want to know week number two? Enlighten us. The same thing. (laughs) all holdovers the only thing that changed was an officer and gentleman went from being in 10th place back up to 7th place Mm. knocking E.T. down to 8th place oh man otherwise the same movies they moved around a little bit Airplane the sequel dropped to 2 but so week 2 and week 1 pretty much the same films no no 1983 films have broken the top 10 yet week 3 will we see it happen in week 3 no (laughs) no (laughs) <laughs> week three, week three. Now number eleven, gentlemen. There's two films that break the top thirteen that are from 1983. Those films, number eleven, The House on Sorority Row, yeah. and number thirteen, The Year of Living Dangerously. Oh, okay, yeah, The Year of Living Dangerously. That's none a... of them break the top ten though. It's still the same films that ended 1982. Hey, but we're to week four now. Will things change? No, they won't, gentlemen. It's still the same. I, I take that back. There is one exception. They These movies had gone from limited release to wide release, so they moved into the top ten, but they were 1982 films. Gandhi, Sophie's, actually three, Sophie's Choice and The Man from Snowy River move into the top ten, but they had been released earlier. So they're just like re-releases? Yeah, or they were in limited release in America and then expand. I think The Man from Snowy River was in limited release because it was in its 13th week. I've never seen anything.
0: that until a few years ago.
1: The Man from Snowy River? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen it, guys. Well, Kirk Douglas actually plays
2: two roles in it. <clears throat> so, gentlemen, we are now to the fifth week, which, by the well, way, if you're keeping track, I <clears throat> <throat> apologize to the listeners. We're now in our fifth week, which puts us February fourth, the week of February fourth.
0: I'm excited. Feel these, and we
2: get three films. Yes, that were released in 1983 that break into the top ten. None of them hit number one. Tootsie is still number one. Yeah, but number two is the classic film we all recall, The Entity. (laughs) Entity is the one with Barbara Hershey, right?
0: Yes and ron silver yeah and it has one of the best lines final lines spoken by an evil demon in film history which is what welcome home you see you next tuesday i may have butchered it but it's welcome back or something whatever it if that gives you an inclination of how that movie ends
1: a story, well that's
2: number two a that, story
1: so shocking so threatening it will frighten
0: you beyond all imagination it's not bad it's not bad but it it's it's
2: yeah um right. we don't see another 1983 release until we get to number six which is of course the film without a trace
0: i don't remember it
2: i don't remember it either without a trace uh, is about an estranged New Yorker played by Kate Nelligan, who turns to police after her son disappears.
1: And premieres
2: at number six and will go on to make eight million dollars total during its entire oh, run. Oh my God! What would it's directed by? by St- you, it's
1: directed by Stanley Jaffe. What does Stanley Jaffe do? Um He produced uh, *Fatal Attraction*, *Kramer Versus Kramer*, *Black Rain*, *School Ties*. This is his only directing credit. He's mostly a producer. The Bad News Bears. I mean, he's, he's a famous producer.
2: Okay. So number eight is our final film of 1983 that finally broke the top 10 for this week. Number eight, though, is a film we actually know, I'm pretty sure, because we've seen the video Video drone. Yep. Oh, my God. So, so I don't remember. Not... At number eight in 600 theaters, averaging $2,500 per theater.
1: That's one of those movies I really want to go back and watch. I haven't watched it since high school. And all I really remember is the opening where it's a geisha doll and it turns out to be a penis. And Am I remembering you, the opening correctly on that? I don't That's remember
0: that at all. But I, I might be remembering that incorrectly. Time. I just remember I'm, the gun that shoots cancer out of his hand.
1: Right. right. I might be remembering that incorrectly. I, th- I thought the movie opened up. And by the way, if there's some... If Jake uh, Gobald is listening to this and going, what the hell are you talking about? I really did. I I thought I remember watching this in high school because I watched I watched video drum the same day that I got introduced to the hunger, so I might have just been. Now
2: that's one
0: where I prefer video drum.
2: Chad and I don't mean this the wrong way. Chad, are you sure somebody wasn't just messing with you in midnight? No, this is totally. It could
0: have been.
1: It could have been. Now I got to go look at the opening of Video Drome. I got to find a copy it's of this. It's been
2: a while since I've seen it because I love James Woods. Yeah, well, uh, I do Andrew. too,
1: unfortunately. You know, yeah, no. James Woods was one of my favorite actors. Hey,
2: James Woods is still a great actor. He I is. Separate the
1: forwards. art from the artist,
2: man. I know.
1: I'm, I'm trying.
2: <laughs> all right. So that's it for week five. But we were, we were into February before any 1983 films broke the top ten, folks. Are you all ready for week six?
0: Yeah, Once again, you should
2: feel these nipples. Those movies, uh, without a trace, stays on the top ten. The entity drops to number three. Uh, without a trace, stays at number six. Videodrome drops out of the top ten <laughs> because number eight is another new release from Embassy Pictures, the epic film. Let's spend the night together. No idea. No no effing clue. This is, uh, you, you all would know it because you all know the, the cast, or I know Joe does. It's the Rolling Stones concert. No, really? The Rolling really? I should have known that. The, the Rolling Stones show, filmed in Tempe, Arizona, and he's Rutherford, New Jersey, during their 1981 tour. Premiered at number eight, making $1,767,000. Guys, yeah. I, I am, uh,
1: I need to. I just. I don't interrupt you. I just quickly scan through the opening of Videodrome. Yeah, there's no geisha dolls. There's no penis as a geisha doll. I don't know what the hell I'm referencing.
2: Somebody messed with you, man.
1: Oh my god, what is going on in my head? I want to cry.
2: (laughs) But that's it. That's the only other 1983 films other than the holdovers. So uh, y'all ready for week seven? Go for it. we're, We're in February, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, we are. This We're now. This week I'm getting ready to talk about is February 18th. The uh, weekend that starts February 18th. We're almost through February. Oh my okay. goodness!
0: Valentine's Day. We were watching video drone. But,
2: gentlemen, this film had six movies premiere and three of them actually made it into the top ten. Tootsie was still number one though. <laughs> Gandhi was number two, had moved Why up. It was Ga- Why is Tootsie so damn popular? It's a, huge, it's a huge movie.
1: I didn't realize it was this freaking huge.
2: Number three, we get the film The Lords of Discipline. No, I thought you were going to say Flatbush. You ready for the plot summary? Do you know town. The Lords of Discipline? I don't. In 1960s America, a black cadet is allowed acceptance into a seemingly prestigious military academy, unleashing a barrage of corruption within the system that another cadet is willing to expose. Released from Paramount Pictures. There you go. And it's Keith David's brother, David Keith.
0: Yeah, that's... Number four,
2: gentlemen. Dudley Moore and Elizabeth McGovern in... Love sick. Oh, <laughs> I've never seen it. I, I, a psychiatrist who falls in love with a patient is visited by the spirit of Sigmund Freud who gives him advice on relationships. I have got to go out and find this picture. <laughs> Number five, though, gentlemen, is the movie that changed the gestalt of cinema for Mac Davis. I refer to, of course, The Sting 2 oh and here <laughs> oh, we go with our first yeah.
0: shitty sequel oh of 1983. God, yeah. i did not know it was the sting i didn't realize the sting I, 2 came out that that many years after the sting i, I did not know either but man. i thought it came out
2: in the late 70s no that, ended mac davis's acting career
0: honestly i i can't really shit on it i think i've only ever seen scenes i don't think i've ever actually seen the whole movie
2: well i have it on vhs somewhere uh it's and not, i have I mean, a
0: working vcr well, I the know what we're problem, doing next time we get
2: together. The problem with the Sting, too, is it's called the Sting. Yeah. It if you watched it by itself, it's not good. Yeah. But you'd be like, oh, that's an, that's entertaining enough. I I don't mind wasting an hour and a half on that. That was fun. But it's called the Sting, and you followed up a Academy Award film winning film, and you said, I'm going to replace Redford and that other guy, Newman. Uh, with uh, Jackie, an aging Jackie Gleason and Mac Davis. And that's no offense meant to either of those people. They did an okay job. The script wasn't as tight, and you can't capture lightning in a bottle twice. Yeah. Now, gentlemen, the rest of these three films I want to mention because they did premiere in 1983, but we go from those being three, four, and five, Lords of Discipline, Love, Second, and the Sting 2, to these other films chart only at points 14, 15, and 16, <laughs> but 16 kind of shocks me. But number 14, The Pirates of Penzance. <laughs> number 15, Table for Five.
0: Yeah. The sequel to okay. Table for Four.
2: Number 16. No, I was going to say it was the
0: prequel for
2: Party, Party of Five. Five. Um, they all ended up at his house. <laughs> uh, number 16, though, in in its defense, I guess this was a relatively limited release, premiering only in 14 theaters, The King of Comedy. Yeah, That was number 16. Wow. 16, but it was only in 14 theaters that weekend, and it did make $12,000 per theater compared to the number one movie, Tootsie, which was making $7 million. By the way, Chad, to make you even angrier, Tootsie went up this weekend 31% above the previous weekend. That it is... kept going up. Do you not like Tootsie? I,
1: no, I don't hate it. I just have no attachment to it. I never found it overly
0: funny. I... That's one I I don't know. that Yeah, I don't know. I can argue with you. I don't have an attachment to it either. It's just one of those really (laughs) made, well-made movies that's really well acted. Yeah, it's just one of those movies. I (laughs) I think Victoria. Yeah,
1: yeah, I saw it, and I'm like, okay, it was, it was, it was good. I I don't, I don't, I've never ever gone back to rewatch it. So I'm at that point where I couldn't even tell you anything about the movie. And even though it's, I know it's classic, even though lately it's been getting, you know maybe canceled but yeah no, i yeah i just I have didn't no, know
0: tootsie was canceled
1: it's getting there so there
2: you go
0: no no, no. yeah
2: no all I right didn't... gentlemen are we ready for week eight eight beginning the, uh, on february 25th if i can stop
0: coughing yes
2: you know what new movie made it to in the top 12 this weekend <laughs> enlighten us none of them Number one is Tootsie, number two is Gandhi, number three is Lords of Discipline, number four is Sick. number five is still 48 Hours, number six is Sophie's Choice, number seven is The Sting 2, number eight is still E.T., number nine is The Verdict, and number ten, moving into the top ten, is The Year of Living Dangerously, but so, no new movies made it into the top ten. So this random
1: Lords of Discipline is, is hanging in there. Yeah. But I've never seen it, so...
2: All right, Next we want to move to week nine. I told yeah. you this would go real quick. Week nine, this would be March fourth. The weekend beginning March fourth. Moving so we're, into we're the
1: top, what we're in, we're in I, month three, and there has been nothing.
2: I told no, you there was a take
1: off
2: All right, moving into the top ten. Now, this movie does see four new movies, okay. but. You have to get to the top 15 to find where all of them land. Oh but now, God. in the top 10 at number five is, of course, the classic film that we all quote all the time, Vigilante. <laughs> I'm
0: actually <laughs> kind of shocked that Vigilante is in the top five there. That's Robert Forrester, right?
2: Uh, that sounds right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it is. is.
2: It is. Um, but it's kind of
1: funny because Vigilante on IMDb is listed as 1982.
2: I don't know. Evidently, it may have been made in 82 and released in some places, but it went to the box office in the U.S. in 83. To see the other ones, I said they'd make the top 15. That's because the other three are positions 13, 14, and 15. Number 13 is the beloved film, My Tutor.
0: I think it's one of those kind of tits and ass...
2: A rich father hires a tutor for his son. I've seen it. This this is the actual description. The son is a horny teenager and the tutor is a gorgeous blonde. Complications ensue.
0: I'm so, yeah. I mean, it speaks volumes that that's the one I've seen. I'm trying
1: to figure out who, hold on. I want to know who the female is in this movie. Karen Kay. Is that her who it is? I don't i don't no, know i don't remember. I don't know there's no i'm i'm looking at it i don't under I, i'm not getting a lot of information here we go karen k yeah i'd never heard of this woman <laughs> go ahead james
2: um now this was technically a limited release so we probably shouldn't be too hard on it that it's number 14 but um at number 14 tender mercies
0: yeah that's a really good movie he won the academy award for that
2: yep robert duvall directed by Bruce Beresford Beresford yeah yeah so but it premiered only in 3 theaters so it's not shocking it was number 14 number 15 premiering only in one theater oh this is just a rip off of the Tender Mercies is just a rip off of that
1: Jeff Bridges con- movie so where he plays a, a alcoholic country singer
2: you, what you're looking for
0: is Crazy Heart and that's also yeah. a good picture
1: yeah uh, Tender Mercies completely ripped off Crazy
2: Heart right <laughs> I want to explain to you how time works later, Chad, but we don't have time right now. Um, at number 15, premiering in one theater was Baby, It's You. Baby, It's You. Directed by John Sale, starring Rosanna Arquette, Vincent Spano, and Joanna Merlin, in a 1966 New Jersey high school, Jill and New Student Sheik from the other side of the tracks make their way in a first love romance. Anybody? Anybody? No.
1: I kind of had a thing for Rosanna Arquette back in the day. That's my only contribution. Well, I've seen a
0: lot of John Sayles movies, but I've never seen that. I don't even know that I've ever heard that. That's before Mate
2: 1. Uh, Yeah, It it premiered, I said, limited release. Limited release had a budget of $3 million and went on to make worldwide $1.8 million. It did not do well. Well, All right. And that is it for week nine of of 1983. Let's move on to week ten. This would be the weekend that started March eleventh. Hey, guess what? What something's finally going to come along and not to, not Tootsie. No, it's not. I lied. Tootsie is still number one, Champ. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, it's gonna get worse. Okay, 19, 1983 movie goers.
1: The hell's wrong with you? I By the way, this Tootsie. is the weekend
2: where E. T. finally leaves the top ten too. It falls to thirteen. I think Tootsie set the world record
0: for a network paying for broadcast rights as well whenever it was finally broadcast on television. Well, that and makes Google sense because let's
1: look what it did in the movie theaters. I mean, this is like month, what, four? And this is this is a result of multiple viewings. America. What the hell? What? <laughs> By the way, that was a and, great
2: know, Bernie Mac show reference
1: there, Chad. And, and, you know, I'm just going to point out, though. As right now we can see, they really didn't have a lot of
0: choice.
2: Yes, they did. It they did. had Tender
0: Musties. Mur- Tender Mercies. Mercies and Distinct Two.
2: They didn't need anything else in video drawing during during Valentine's
0: Day. Yeah. I do get a 1983
2: release that maybe you all have seen. Let's try it out for size. Gentlemen, number two this week, premiering at $3,745,000. In 595 theaters, by the way, Chad, which is half of how many theaters Tootsie was still in. Oh my god! Ten to midnight. I'd have to look it up. I'm doing
0: that right now. You know it, Chad. I. It's a Charles LAPD
2: detective and his rookie partner on the trail of a psychopathic young man who is murdering young women. Okay that that would I would have I've never seen it. You
0: can watch it on Tubi for free.
2: Charles Bronson, it, by the way, if, the tagline, yep, the it, cannon,
0: it's a canon film guys. Yeah. It's no shocker. It's Charles. Yeah. Charles Bronson, the tagline, a cop, a killer, a deadline. <laughs> the guy that directed that directed the original guns of Never in Neverone and Cape fear, man, and conquest of the planet of the apes and battle for the planet of the apes and death wish Four. I mean, it had a pretty nice cast in it.
1: I mean, Kelly Preston, uh, uh, Wil- Wilford Brimley, Jeffrey Lewis, Andrew Stevens. They were, I mean, it's a amazing cast. I need to, I guess I'll need to watch it. I don't know.
2: Gandhi held on at number three, but gentlemen, number four is a movie. I think you will all both have tattoos of this film because it means so much to you. We all remember the classic film Trenchcoat, right? No. You know, the, the movie about an aspiring mystery writer who accidentally becomes embroiled in an international plot during his two week stay in Malta. Never heard of it. No. RO Kidder, Robert Hayes, directed by Michael. Is it Tuchner? T U C H N E R Tuchner? No
0: idea. I've never heard of it. Neither by uh, um,
2: Trenchcoat. Check it out. I, mean, <laughs> the, I don't know. I've never actually seen it. I just, I, I do the research in advance so you all can be surprised. So, well, I was uh, going to
1: say, apparently, the this guy, this was, let me keep looking. No, other than the Mister Misadventures of Mr. Wilt. <coughs> It, and this movie, it's his only movies that actually got uh, released in theaters. It's Everything a Disney else. film, by the way. Ooh. Oh, no, I take that back. Prior to 1978, he was directing. His movies went to theaters. But after that, all straight TV movies.
2: Go ahead, James. Chad, you'll be glad to know this. And this is a movie, actually, I do want to go back and see because I haven't seen it and I've been told that I should. The movie that got greenlit because of a certain adventure adventurer because of adventure as a name. Uh, but anyway, finally knocking Tootsie out of number one. A movie starring Tom Selleck and Bess Armstrong about a World War One alcoholic American biplane pilot who was hired to uh, by the spoiled daughter of an industrialist to find her father who disappeared in Asia. We are, of course, talking about the epic adventure film, High Road to China. Now, you brought it hmm. up
0: in a previous show.
2: Uh, yeah. I, I, but I've i never I seen said, it either. It's another it's movie one of the Indiana I, I Jones I think I said line. I wanted to see it then because I hadn't heard of it because it's Indiana Jones. It got back because of it. I need to find it. I need to see it. Premiered at number one. Made eight million dollars. Nobody talks about it anymore, but you know what people do talk about. Well, also,
1: too, the other thing to note, and that I didn't mention this in the recap in 1983 this was uh, this was Pete Tom Selleck. This was Magnum PI. This is a in 1983, everybody, every guy was buying Hawaiian shirts because of Magnum PI. So, nothing
0: to do with Dom DeLuise. That explains why this movie
2: was number one. Did you say it was number one or was Trenchcoat number one? No, 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 Trenchcoat was number. That's the last week, Chad. We oh. moved on. Trenchcoat, oh. it was number one. High Road to China is the only 1983 release that premiered that week that oh. was in the top 10.
1: James, uh, Joe and James, uh, one thing about Trenchcoat that uh, we failed to mention, it is written by the the amazing, well, it's gets credited. Uh, they wrote the screenplay, the amazing duo of Jeffrey Price and Peter Seaman, who are two amazing screenwriters who I would love to talk to didn't realize that was him why don't you tell the audience what they wrote uh well most people they know the grinch who stole christmas but one of my top favorite movies of all time who framed roger rabbit and among many 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 others and i keep forgetting that they're the creators of johnny bago
0: and his last name is seaman (laughs) james go
2: ahead now this next movie on james this next movie technically was in limited release, but didn't chart. But then when it got released wide, it went to number one. And it was followed by another uh, release that was limited release that went to number one, or uh, number two, sorry. And that knocked High Road to China down. So I guess these are actually some films that people do tend to know, at least one of them. Number one, after being in, uh, in limited release the week before, is Spring Break. Hmm. Hmm. Anybody? Spring break? No, I've never seen it. Mm-mm. Two sets of two college guys spend a spring break together in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. They have lots of fun in and out of the sun. It's another one of those sex comedies. Yeah. yeah. Um, The Outsiders is okay. number two. Okay. High Road Again. to China falls to three. Outsiders, by the way, S.E. Hinton's book. Yeah, God.
1: that's uh, that's one of those movies that, again, I know Francis Ford Coppola, it's it's, it's a classic. I, it's just one of those, <laughs> other, It's again, just one of those movies that I never had a connection to.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm actually, had. I should say this, by the way. Evidently, a lot of <laughs> movies were had been in limited release earlier and all of a sudden came out this weekend. Because they're showing that they're on week two, but they're new to the chart. So I guess this is kind of a big week because Tootsie does get knocked to four. Hey, Spring Break
0: was directed by Sean Cunningham. Yes. Oh. For
2: those uh, that need a quick reminder, Sean Cunningham uh, directed them uh, murder pictures.
0: Yeah, he directed, uh, he produced produced Wes Craven's first couple of films and he went on to direct Friday the 13th. It's the one everybody remembers. And the guy that did the music for Friday the 13th, Harry Manfredini, who's one of the nice guys we meet him at a convention, did the music for Spring Break. Sorry, i keep going.
2: Uh, we also get Max Dugan Returns in number Okay, five. i I've never seen that.
1: Long time ago. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not bad. But again, it's, I mean, it's written by Neil Simon, of course. Yeah. So.
2: Mm-hmm. Thor: in the Stone is number seven. Wait, the Disney movie?
0: The re-release? Yes.
2: Yeah, it's a re-release. So it was re-released. Okay. Um, but well, none that number ca- I'm sorry, number even six. Count. It was number six as a re-release. Number seven is the one I wanted to talk about because it's it is one that we do know, or I hope we do know, because it's Waffa Thin. Oh, really? The meaning of, the meaning of life of life the premiered at number seven. Oh.
0: You know, it won the Palm Dor at Cannes that year. So 1983 wasn't terrible. We had the meaning of life. We got that. The Technically, not technically, technically like the fourth Python picture, but as far as proper what people consider, it's the third Python picture. So that's one right.
2: sequel, kind of. Uh, By the way, number nine is another one of those movies. It's not the one that everybody knows now, but Bad Boys.
1: Hmm. Oh, with
2: Sean Penn and the Sean prison? Penn. I've yep. never seen it. Um, And outside the top 10, there's two things I want to mention. E.T. rebounds from 13 to 11, but number 12, they re-released a film into theaters, and it uh, it went on to make an additional $1,650,000. That would be Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. I wonder why they re-released that. Uh, Number 13 was another new movie, Man, Woman, and Child from Hmm. Paramount Pictures.
0: Never heard of it. Next uh, weekend, a,
2: a man with a wife and two daughters learns that he has a son. Next it's weekend, okay, okay. Unless you want to hear about the plot, well, no, no. It's uh, the cast on it was what, uh, but anyway, um, this is usually where. By the way, I just want to point out, Joe gets this way of
1: probably around August September, but man, he is going full tilt on this. I'm just on
0: saying. Eight, I'm
2: what April eighth. Fuck. <laughs> April eighth. Uh, so the next weekend is technically week fourteen in in uh, nineteen eighty three, uh, and you know what happens on that week? Tootsie goes back to number one. Chad. Oh, oh thank Christ. God. You know what else happens? Whoa. My tutor goes from fourteen to eleven. Uh, you know man. why? There's nothing else out, Chad. It has There's topless
0: no- scenes in it.
2: Um, but nothing else changes. So we'll move on. Hey, guess what? We're week uh, week 15 and gentlemen, you'll be excited. Yeah. Because you know what's number 1 this weekend? What? The greatest film that Orion Pictures ever released. RoboCop. No, no. That's not 1983, Joe. Thons obviously. Of the Lambs. Obviously the greatest film that Orion ever released was Lone Wolf McQuade. <laughs> number 1 at the box office. <laughs> I swear to God, I thought that was a canon movie premiered in 1221 theaters which at this time was a huge He must amazing. have been big... I'm trying to
1: I wonder when Chuck Norris did sign with with Canon
2: cuz I mean this must have been prior to signing but you know what's interesting not a lot of yeah. people talk about Lone Wolf McQuade and it's not been remade to my knowledge but you know what number 2 was that technically had a higher per average yield or what? per theater yield but had was in less theaters Flashdance you uh, kids love Flash Dance. Oh, what a feeling. Anybody got anything else? Because the rest of the movies are the same.
0: No, I no. don't. You know, Flash isn't something I haven't seen since I was a kid. And oh. I, I'd really, I, and I'm not being a smartass to comment on it. I'd have to go back and watch the damn thing because I don't even, other than her being a welder and water falling on her, I don't know. I can't remember things.
1: Yeah, culturally, it wasn't iconic, especially for that year. I mean, it changed fashion
2: yeah Uh, irene cara
1: irene cara who is in dc cab yo uh oh what a feeling it it topped the charts that year i mean it was like i think it was number two or number three for that that year i mean it had a lot of cultural impact but the movie itself
0: i mean i I just haven't seen it in a long long time nor have i seen lone wolf mcquade in a long long time i couldn't tell you the plot couldn't tell you a damn thing about it
2: yeah well by the way though gentlemen as you can tell the there's, the box office is on fire, and to illustrate that point, um, uh Tootsie did fall back from number one, obviously, as Lone Wolf McQuaid took it, but it held on at number three, and Gandhi moved back up to number four, and E.T. went back from out of the top ten back into the top ten at number nine. Man. This is not going well for 1983. So I, I just want to all... get in
0: a time. I really do. I just would love to go see some of these movies in the theater with some of these crowds.
2: Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is my fifth showing it,
1: of Gandhi. It gets better every time. Well, I probably <laughs>
0: wouldn't. I probably wouldn't check out Gandhi, but I'd love to be in a theater when the thing came out that summer. But keep going, James.
2: All right, Can so gentlemen, we huh? are now to week sixteen which started april 22nd <laughs> you know what happens flash Dance takes over number one from lone wolf mcquade but uh you know what happens else my tutor goes from the near the bottom up to number three because she's tutoring him topless yeah and then that, that's all you that know can how happen? many theaters is, is... it adds gentlemen uh-huh. from its previous releases 347 new screens and its percentage goes up 396% increase in income. Which, again, be, in its me. eighth week in
1: release. I hate to say this, but I really think that's that that's probably what happened is people started going and going, hey, there's breast in this movie. Yes. And then more people start going and then it just built
0: up
2: steam. Cheapest yeah, I mean, special because,
0: effect in cinema history.
2: But again, gentlemen, let me just run through the top 10 to tell you how few options there were if you if you were somebody that went to the movie even every two weeks, you have Flashdance, you have Lone Wolf McQuaid, My Tutor's at number three, Tootsie's at number four in its 19th week. Yeah, The Meaning of Life is at number five. It moved up. Gandhi is at number six in its 20th week. The Outsiders in its fifth week is at number seven. Max Dugan Returns in its fifth week is at number eight. Spring Break in its fifth week is at number nine. And E.T. in its 46th week is at number 10. There's wow. not a lot of new stuff coming out, so what are you going to watch if you are a frequent movie killer? Week 17, we are now to the end of April. This is the weekend that began April 29th, but don't worry, gentlemen, we get three new films. Flashdance <laughs> is number one, but you know what's number two? What? The movie, some people argue, actually sunk Disney's live action for a while. Something Wicked This Way, this way comes. Comes.
0: Nah that's another one i need to go back and watch again sometime
1: yeah i, I it's never been a was, long time but i never was a fan of it either
0: i do need to watch it because it's been a long time
1: but even as a, I just never was a fan
0: i wasn't a huge fan either i actually have the book over here somewhere near me it's, it's bradbury um i i see it actually it's right next to starship troopers and my lovecraft the love of the dead but, but, um go ahead
2: but one thing I want to say is, what shocks me about this is the Disney movie, and I would argue it didn't, I mean, it made average 3799 per theater, but one of the things that shocks me about it is, it didn't get a great rollout. Flashdance in its third week was still in 1,140 movie theaters. Tootsie in its 20th week was in 865. Something Wicked This Way Comes only premiered in 817 theaters. Hmm. Wow. It was being beat out by movies as far as even being given a chance to show that were in their twentieth, twenty-first, and forty-seventh week.
0: I need. I don't even know if that's on Disney Plus. I need to see.
2: But number three is another new release. It's Joe's favorite uh, accent to do. That's right, gentlemen. Valley girl. <laughs> oh my god! Starring oh my god. the greatest. The the person that Lawrence Olivier wished he could have been, Sir Nicholas Cage. Jan Michael Vincent. Number four is the other new release we get this weekend, and I think you all actually mentioned this earlier, at least in previous episodes. That gentleman would be, The Hunger. Oh yeah. yeah. So a lot of people liked The Hunger for some
0: inexplicable reason. For me, it's 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 shots. Tony Scott. It's boring. The answers David. it's, I, it's extremely boring. I know David Bowie's in it, but it's extremely boring.
2: Well, it's, it's David Bowie. It's boring Susan vampire. Sarandon and Catherine did it. I always I get... it. Yeah. You no, know, the reason, and if it's men liking it, the reason they
1: like it is there's a nice lesbian scene with Susan Sarandon and the other lady. That yeah,
2: deneuve DeN-
0: DeN- yeah. I think, or something like that. Yeah, I don't, Um, I didn't care for it. It may be that in The Keep, which is another movie that people seem to have rediscovered over time then I didn't care for watching that either when I was younger, so I wouldn't mind going back. And that is, I didn't realize those both came out in
1: 1983. That's crazy. That I don't know the
0: keep came out in the 1983.
1: Well, no, I'm just saying that uh the Videodrome and, and the Hunger came out in 1983 when my friend in high school and I got together and went to his house and he said we're gonna rent these two movies and he picked Videodrome and Hunger and that's well, what we they watched.
0: The 1983 shelf. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> It was 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 a rock bottom remainders.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, gentlemen, nothing else new came out that weekend. Um, So it was just more or less a repeat. Let me, uh, oh, no, I've lost my place. What a lamentable tragedy. We are now into May. May, beginning May 6th. And, oh, gentlemen, we've got good news. Hope Springs Eternal because Flashdance holds on to number one. But you know what's number two? What? The greatest non-Ghostbusters, non-Blues Brothers, uh, non-nothing-but-trouble Dan Aykroyd film ever. Neighbors. I refer you to Dr. Detroit. Okay.
0: So Dr. Detroit is not a good movie, but it does have some funny, enjoyable scenes. Agreed. But yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, there's there's not much you can say about it though.
0: No, no, it's got TK Carter in it. It's got uh, one of Chad's favorite character actors of all time, Howard Hessman. Hessman, yeah. Donna Dixon's in it, man. I, I know that's his wife, but still. Hmm. <laughs> um. Fran Drescher. I haven't seen he, it a long time. So I have. By the way, either. that was
2: Doctor Detroit was from Universal Paramount, still holding on, obviously number one Flashdance, but also releases this weekend. In seven hundred and ten theaters, still smoking. Oh yeah, (laughs) teaching John. But the the interesting thing about
0: still smoking is it's not really a proper movie, as they you know you've heard the Pythons bitch about the Holy Grail is not really a proper movie. Still smoking is not. It's more of just a combination of loose sketches and whatnot.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of boring. I I didn't care
2: for
0: it at all. Number
2: three. But you know what got number four? What? Porky's. And I know what you're thinking. Porky's is older than that. That's because in 1983, 20th Century Fox didn't have anything else out. So they just re-released Porky's and it charted (laughs) at number four. Well, there's going to be a movie
0: coming out in a few weeks that's directed by
2: the same guy, Bob Clark. Well, number 12, by the way, is another re-release. MGM re-released Rocky III.
0: Hmm. Do, do, do 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 I always forget Rocky 3 came out in 82. I always, for some odd reason in my head,
2: think it came out 83, 84. But otherwise, nothing new. So let's move on to week 19, which by the way is May 13th. But don't worry again, gentlemen. It's a movie I know you all love. Number one. By the way, Finally. back, back to, real quick before you go into that. I did, back on Rocky. I just got a quick question because me and James
1: agree on a lot, I feel like in terms of favorite actors, favorite movies and stuff like that. But this is the one thing we disagree on because Rocky Three is probably other than other than uh, Rocky Balboa. But Rocky Three is probably my favorite Rocky movie.
2: Okay, well, obviously the first Rocky is actually my—I mean—is—is is, is, yeah. I, I, I know I get it, it, it No, I still love Rocky Three. <laughs> no, I have favorite. to go with Rocky
0: One and then Rocky Balboa.
2: My favorite, as far as the sequels go, and Rocky Balboa is—I mean, yes—has the most heart. But there's, I have a soft spot for Rocky Four simply because it is the most jingoistic. Nothing, but I mean, it's, it's a totally, music video. It's, did it you watch
0: '80s? Did you watch the uh, recut?
2: No, no, I wanted to, and I haven't got to yet. Okay, I want to. No. I need to get it. I need Rocky, it.
1: but seriously, Rocky One, I, I love Rocky One, I, I really do. But it takes a backseat to Rocky Three because. Rocky Three was my childhood movie it was the one I watched all the time and I love Mr T I just loved I love that whole movie them killing Burgess Meredith I mean it's which well, he it, said
0: he if he had it to do over he wouldn't have
1: I know but uh, it uh, it made an impact on me so even as a kid because
2: I love Mickey yeah so anyway so James go ahead so we are it, now to week 19 but good news gentlemen we do have another new number one knocking off Flash dance. Actually, and we have a, ne- a new number one and number two. And, gentlemen, I know you're big fans of John Badham. And you always say, what <laughs> if you had a script written by Dan O'Bannon. I know which <laughs> movie it is. Don yeah. Jacoby, Dean Reisner, directed by John Badham and starring both Warren Oates and Roy Schneider. Well, gentlemen, you would have Blue Thunder.
0: Blue so, uh, I may have told the story on before. Blue, uh, di- uh, shit. Why can't I think of his damn name? Who wrote it again? The guy that wrote it. Dan O'Bannon? Dan O'Bannon hated, 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 like a lot of, like, a lot. Dan O'Bannon hated a lot of people. But uh, he did not have nice things to say about that particular director, John Badham. And John Badham made a few movies I really liked. Mm -hmm. He was was talking about, that when he met him, all he said was, I think this is a comic book movie. And that was the only thing he ever said. There was never any input. And that's where he took the movie and went on. It never really kind of soared to where he want Dan O'Bannon wanted it to.
2: All yeah. right. Well, number two is another new movie. Uh, and, and to be honest, it's not what I know, maybe you all do, but the second movie that was new and also felt a number two or uh, uh, is um, breathless. Oh, with Richard Gere. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which Again, the writers on that are, are people to conjure with Fr- uh, Francois Truffaut well, It's Leclerc. a remake, right? Yeah.
0: It's a remake of Truffaut's Breathless. I've yeah. never seen it, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is.
2: Yes, you are correct, sir.
0: Yeah. I know don't the know the who other... directed that version. What now? I don't know who
2: directed that version. Jim McBride. Oh, Jimmy. You may remember Jim McBride for such things as The Big Easy I like Uh, David Holtzman Diary, Glenn and Randa.
0: No, no, uh,
2: he directed some episodes of Six Feet Under more recently. He's to my knowledge still alive.
0: He did Great
1: Balls of Fire. Did you say that, James?
2: No,
0: yeah, I actually like that too.
2: Those are the other, uh, the only other movies that premiered. The rest were Hey Porky's as a re release is still hanging into the top 10 at number six. Man, so we're now to May 20th. This is week 20. And you know what premieres at number one, gentlemen? What? That would be Star Wars. Episode six, Return of the Jedi. But what shocks me is, you know what premiered at number two? <laughs> Anybody want to say anything about Return of the Jedi?
1: No. It's a... Go ahead, Jan. No, it it's just, it's a classic, but it is, it, it if you consider it, it is kind of a crappy sequel, even though I love it. it's my It was my introduction to Star Wars
0: it has some great scenes in it yeah it's not a ter- the problem is is people shit on it for years and then they got the the, the prequels and they and some people don't really shit on return they, of jedi yeah they now. got
1: the prequels and then they got two of the sequels of the the
0: i swear yeah. i forgot that return of the jedi came out in 83 i'm not being a smart ass so i'm actually sitting here going yeah dumbass i forgot that that was coming
1: i knew that was coming that was on my list. i forgot
0: i I, totally forgot
1: it was tootsie and that and then one other one go ahead james uh, so
2: so so that was number one yeah and it premiered in 1002 theaters Mm -hmm. which again is a pretty large number but you know what premiered in 1338 theaters and came in at second
0: no Mm -hmm. who would
2: want to release at the same time anyway Well, 20th Century Fox, obviously, did Star Wars. Well, Columbia Pictures, not to be outdone, did their own space epic. And if you're going to do it, you're going to do it in 3D. (laughs) You're going to let Lamont Johnson direct it. And you're going to get the best of the Ghostbusters you can afford before he does Ghostbusters. That's right. Ernie Hudson. With Peter Strauss and Molly Ringwald, we're talking about Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. So, that's actually produced by Ivan Reitman.
0: Not a big hit.
2: No. No, it premiered Obviously, what did
0: it go against? (laughs) Have you ever seen it? I've seen it. I have not seen it, and I want to see it. It's it's not dreadful. It's just boring. I don't know what they spent all the money on.
2: What? Gentlemen, here's what I'm shocked. I'm not a about. huge
0: fan of Peter Strauss,
1: but I will. Uh, everybody else in it.
2: Here's what I'm shocked by. So that premiered in 1,338 theaters compared to Star Wars is 1,002. But you know what was still occupying 1,539 theaters? Let's see. Blue Thunder. Blue Thunder. Yeah. You looked at Star Wars coming out, and as as somebody, and I guess this was a time. Joe, would this have been a time when some of the theaters were still owned, or was that over? I think that's over by then. I think that a lot of the monopoly
0: broke up in the seventies, and you know a lot of that stuff also led to the you know the the breakup of the studio system. I am so sorry. I I you should remove my film geek card, but uh, no,
2: I don't know, I don't know because I just can't figure out. And maybe it's because we view Star Wars the way we there was
0: some of that up until the late eighties, but it was with certain change, James.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't see why because it's not like this was this, this this wasn't even the first Star Wars sequel. This was the third one. You saw what the other two had done. So why would you say, you know what, we're doubling down on this Space Hunter and Blue Thunder and giving them more theaters? Yeah, uh, basically As a matter of fact, Flashdance was still in more theaters.
0: Yeah, what you got to remember Well, I shouldn't say what you got to remember. I can remember in 88, 87, 88 being in Florida to visit my grandmother, and my mom there in Merritt Island. There was a Merritt Island north and south, and one was in the mall, and one was across the parking lot from the mall theater. And we went we that was a great thing about going there was to see movies in the summer with my mom and my my, my grandmother never went, and I can't remember what movie it was, but I remember the theater still. I was telling my mom she couldn't see it because they didn't have a deal
2: with whoever, whatever studio it was. But I, I don't think there's a lot of that. Hmm. By the way, Poltergeist is also re-released this weekend and charts at number fifteen. Man, that's one thing that's kind of gone. Well,
1: I mean, it is gone. We it we never see re-releases anymore except for those those C,
0: those Cinemark events, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah well, no. the reason is, I mean, because we just saw The Evil Dead Rise. What four weeks ago? Three weeks ago? yeah the blue the blue blu-ray release is in sometime in june yeah hey june i mean it's just the the turnaround on this shit's ridiculous but i think that was furthered by covid too right i mean it's, it's been even further by covid yeah yeah, yeah 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 so i wanted to see air air's already on prime prime yeah I haven't watched it yet, and I wouldn't even have known it was going to be on Prime if I hadn't just accidentally read an article about it. All right. What's next?
2: All right. Well, we're closing out um, May. Weekend beginning May 27th. This would be week 21, gentlemen. We get one new release because this Star Wars picture, even though it's only in one thousand theaters, that's we'll crazy to me to,
0: that, that Space Hunter was in more theaters. Seriously, I just did that's shocking.
2: We'll go on to make, you know, forty-two million dollars this weekend. So they or this week. So they they decide to keep it at number one. Uh, Blue Thunder moves back to number two. Mm-hmm. Flash Dance moves back to number three because Space Hunter falls to number four. <laughs> Breathless stays at number five, and we get our only new release this weekend that makes the top 12. That would be Chained Heat. <laughs> well,
0: I think that's directed by Jonathan Demi, right? I can't remember. I'm going to look it up. I am too. But
2: I mean, it should have been if it wasn't. Yeah, no, it's Paul Nichols. Damn it. Nicholas. Yeah, Paul Nicholas. Uh, and, you know, Linda Blair, John Vernon, Sybil Danning. Mm, Sybil Danning. Um,
1: God, that was essentially a softcore porn film.
2: We need to watch. Walk- I don't know if I've ever watched it. By the way, it was only in 404 theaters, but it did get to number six. Man, way, uh, I, e. Forgot e.
1: That, I forgot
2: that the warden was John Vernon. E.T. pops back into the top ten again. That would Oops, have been a great double feature. See E.T., then go see that Star Wars.
0: Yeah, I'm looking uh, up right. pictures of Chained Heat. I may be a minute or two, I'll be back in a second.
1: I'm looking up, I want to look up Paul Nicholas real quick to see what else he did because the name sounds familiar. And no, he's done how okay. He directed, he, wrote, he, he was also
2: the he, Aaron Butler and him co wrote the film too, though. In his, he, yeah,
1: he directed five movies Night of the Archer, The Naked Cage, uh, Lucky Town, and Julie Darling, along with Chained Heat.
0: Hmm.
2: james keep going yep all right june week 22 the first week of june that star wars holds on to number one but speaking of long times between the original and the sequel you know what number two is what psycho psycho 2 psycho 2 written by tom holland no not your new
0: spider-man tom holland the writer and director of fright night and the director of child's play so this is the one case. This this is another one of those cases. so
1: we had Star Wars, which is not a terrible sequel. It's not
0: a terrible. And Psycho 2 is a really good sequel.
1: Yes, it's a great follow-up.
0: Yeah. So directed by an Australian. He was the same. I can't remember his name, but he was the same guy that directed Road Games with Stacey Keach and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah,
1: I can't, I can't, you cannot badmouth Psycho 2. And if you are, you're wrong. Yeah, you probably it, it's a terrible idea.
0: Yeah. But for terrible ideas, it's not a bad movie. I think it they executed it pretty well.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, it's it's in more theaters than Star Wars is. I wonder <laughs> if
0: Lucas did that on purpose.
2: Maybe. Uh, number three is another new film. We get a movie that a lot of people, if you if you're my age, grew up in the '80s, you saw this movie aired constantly. Would you like to play a game? War Games. Oh, yeah, War Games was a favorite movie when I was a kid. But, you know, I haven't seen it in years. It premiered in less theaters than Star Wars. It only was in 843 theaters. But outside of Star Wars, which is making $28,000 per theater at this point in its third week, War Games premiered the best that weekend, making $11,000 per theater. Yeah. Pretty good. Um. And then the fourth film, another new release, The Man with Two Brains. <laughs> that's actually, all right, I know The Jerk is a favorite of
0: everyone's, and and, it, and rightfully so, but, but. <laughs> that's actually my favorite one of, of Steve Martin and Carl Reiner's. I, a lot of people like All of Me, a lot of people, All of Me was a big hit, and this is the one that was not a hit. No, it wasn't, but it's my favorite. It's the one I owned the poster to. Yeah. So stupid funny. And I do mean that in the best way. It is stupid funny. There's it is it is ridiculously yeah,
1: it is ridiculously stupid. And that's why I love it. And so 1983 automatically gets a pass for me because it gave me the man with two brains. And we
0: were talking about two sequels here that don't suck as well. And there's some pretty decent movies going on. I'm starting to smell some
2: some little bit of they they
0: they ought to protest too much about eighty
2: three. But the uh, year the year started out so rough with holdovers from eighty two. I 82. know. Um, but yeah, the man with two brains. By the way, gotta give credit also. Carl Reiner was one of the author, writers and directors. that Steve Martin was also a credit writer. But yeah. Kathleen Turner, David Warner. If you need a generic villain, you need David Warner. They, I, I, don't you that. ever
1: bat Don't ever call Ray Shaw Gold generic.
0: Anyway. anyway.
2: He was uh, Ghul in Batman the Animated Series, I know, gentlemen. I know, but he—he he, doesn't matter. He's Gorkon. We're moving on. Hello, detective. Um, now this is really interesting to me because I think this is one of the rare times this happens because Star Wars we're at week twenty-three, yeah. June tenth, gentlemen. Star Wars holds on to number one, and it's one of the few times that this film has a franchise that premieres at number two because MGM releases. James Bond in Octopussy. <laughs>
0: so I know I have seen it, but I can't tell you a plot or remember anything about it.
2: It is one of the more forgettable ones. And I it's know, just Chad, the name. I know Chad, you're a huge fan of Roger Moore. That that was the bond you grew up with. Whereas my parents were all about Sean Connery, but yes, actually,
1: so- no, if you want, I know you're joking, but if you want to be honest, the bond that I grew up with was Timothy Dalton.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the plot, by the way, just to remind you, because you still won't remember, a fake Fabergé egg and a fellow agent's death leads James Bond to uncover an international jewel-smuggling operation, which were all the rage in the 80s, uh, headed by the mysterious Octopussy being used to disguise a nuclear attack on NATO forces. Oh, goodness. I hope he sure does win the day. Um... And then number three is another film that people talk about and actually has weird crossovers to other films. Because number three, gentlemen, is Trading Places.
0: Yeah, that was the really? other one. Really? I forgot Trading Places came out in 83. Yeah, there's and my then, other one. And then it only premiered
1: at number three. I thought that was the movie you were talking about earlier. Um, yeah, Trading Places came out in 1983.
0: 83 is a as our Australian fans would say, is a banger.
1: No, it's not. Uh, so far, they
0: out of places. Return of the Jedi, Psycho we're in, Two. We're in. We're in six months in Joe of a but whole remember, year. Eighty two was the same way. Uh, right now, we're six months in, and we got we got eighty two was shit fest for three months.
1: Yeah, we're three months. We're in month six, and all we have is is two okay two move three movies that are good.
0: Tootsie. No, that doesn't change. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I'll count video drone in there, so I'll give you four. Video drone. People still talk
2: about that. Keep, keep going. James. June 17th, week 24. Star Wars is dethroned. <gasps> Ooh. Not by, not by. Theater average because it's still averaging nineteen thousand eight hundred forty five dollars. Lucas will only let six people on eight television. Yeah, one thousand two it. theaters It's the most it ever goes to. But number one is number one properly because it's in one thousand seven hundred fifty nine theaters, a huge amount for this time. And that would be Superman three. So now it starts. All right,
0: James had the disgusted look. If you're just listening to us, if you've never seen Superman, I, yeah, you know, I the one I watched the child. most.
2: I as did too. Child. It was the one I watched the most because yeah, same here. It's Richard Pryor, and 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 our friends had, I think it was on beta, folks. I think it was on beta. I was probably by the time it probably hit beta, I was probably four or five. I was four because I very rarely, my mother very rarely, nobody babysat me or anything like that. Um, but the few times she would have to go someplace, our friends, our family friends would watch us and they had it on tape, which I thought was the coolest thing ever. It, and it was, was the coolest thing at the time. Yeah. And I could watch it at any time. Yeah. And I think they had like three movies, one of which may have been Dirty Dancing. But Superman was the one I always and it was Superman three.
1: Yeah, same here. It was like that for me, too. It was Superman 3 before Superman 2 or Superman 1. Well, yeah. hold on. yeah, you now, had...
0: Superman 2 was my favorite, but I watched Superman 3. No,
1: but what but we're saying is we watched Superman 3 all the time because that's what we had access to.
2: Yeah. And um, it's a superhero it, film. And that's it, what I keep reminding people is there. those used to not be things, right? Yeah. It was rare that you got, especially a half-decent budget Yeah, superhero film.
1: And also, too, just about Superman three. Again, I am saying it is a crappy sequel now because you know that whole the whole split evil man, the super evil Superman fighting good Clark. You know, it's just it's just silly, but it had one of the coolest scenes where that that evil that woman henchman falls back into the computer and the computer turns her into a robot. That yeah, scene she comes was out looking. Co- she so shitty so shitty. But the transformation was really cool, and all I can think, of, I know, I, I, all I can think of is they tried to rip off Brainiac in the best way that they could.
0: <laughs> I, I there is a great, and if you got to go watch it, I don't remember what movie he's promoting, but Richard Pryor's on Johnny Carson. They're asking him about movies, and when the movie he's promoting, and actually all he can talk about is no, 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 Superman Two's coming out <laughs> because he was such a nerd and loved Superman. And yeah. it explains how kind of how he ended up. I don't know, Chad, you know more about how he ended up in it, but I he I know I haven't watched the documentary on he's it. A I big need to. Superman fan. And I never knew it till it was just one of those things you're on your YouTube. And I was watching Johnny Carson clips, and it's one of those interviews with Richard Pryor going, Oh man, Superman. And then he starts describing the trailer to Johnny Carson. You can tell Johnny Carson couldn't give two fucks about Superman. <laughs> yeah, it's just and i
1: Robert Vaughn. I'm. I'm. I'm yeah. Robert Vaughn is the villain. And right, yeah. Robert Vaughn is the villain. Uh, and it's just Robert Vaughn is one of those guys who is a is a pretty cool actor. But man, he can he can ramp up the cheese to like 700.
0: Dude, he's the villain in basketball.
1: I know, but he has a couple of great scenes in basketball though.
0: He does especially <laughs> with Trailer Hitch <hedge> here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or when that when uh, did you just fart? Oh, Ah! Oh, ah! Oh. I can't do it. I can't do a good Robert Vaughn. But um, no, uh, but yeah, Superman 3, again, terrible movie. But for James and I, that was our access. That was the movie we saw a lot because we were comic book people. And that was our movie for, for a long time.
2: Plus, to be honest, it is what introduced me to Richard Pryor. And I t- it turns out, I don't know if you know this. No, the toy older, introduced
1: me to Robert Pryor, Richard Pryor.
2: Uh, when I got older and watched some of his other stuff, it turns out he was not as clean as that movie made him out to be. uh uh-uh. <laughs> All right, what's our, What
0: any other movies that weekend, or was Superman? Nope, or...
2: that was it, folks. But Joe, that... you might find this interesting. We're now to week 25, that's June 24. I, also, too, guys, if I'm
1: not mistaken about Superman 3, isn't that the first time Canon went full tilt boogie and gave like a movie a huge budget?
0: No, yeah. it's a super, uh, Canon did Superman 3. Wait, yeah. no, 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 it's I thought Canon 4.
1: Oh, Superman 4, that's right. I'm Superman sorry. 4, yeah,
2: that's what I was saying. It was sorry. They
0: cut the budget, actually, on that. Yeah.
2: yeah. I'm so sorry. Well, gentlemen, we are now well into the summer. It is June 24th, week 25.
0: And this is our last weekend. We're going to cut here, right? And go and yeah. we'll well, start the next one. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pick up next, part two next week.
2: Um, Because we are now, Star Wars, obviously, still number one. Which takes back number one from Superman. Superman falls to number two. But number three, I know what you're thinking. Didn't they say they re-released a film and there was a reason for it? That's because number three is Porky's 2 the next day. (laughs) Oh, that premiered at number two. Number three. Number three. Star Wars number one, Superman fell to two, Porky's 3 is number three. You mean Porky's 2? Yeah, that, too, (laughs) also. Uh, (laughs) Anybody want to talk about how how important Porky's 2 is to you? I've never seen it,
0: or if I have, I have no recollection of it. But I am a fan of the original. I am a fan of the first one. I don't think it dates well, just simply because a lot of the jokes and humor are not accepted by society today. Well, I mean, and we've talked about that before. I mean, the Revenge of the Nerds is is not yeah, where a joke in the Revenge of the Nerds is is literally a rape joke that in eighty four no one no one thought anything about.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um. But Porky, so Porky's 2, number four is what shocks me that it was number four, that it didn't be, be out Porky's 2, because number four, and I should have said we have four movies that make it into the top ten. Number four is Twilight Zone, the movie, premiered mm. in premiere So that movie had been done at least a year or
0: two by then, correct, guys? yeah yeah because it got caught up in legal cases i don't think those legal cases especially against john landis were resolved for a few years later it's actually how he trading the reason he was directed trading places that was the first movie he was offered he just took it well no uh, eddie murphy got him that job yeah and then richard and then john landis
1: treated him like shit during the shooting of that and then eddie murphy said never again and then they did coming to (laughs) America.
0: yeah there you, you know, go these things happen and eddie murphy has the best burn ever i i truly think this is the best not really appropriate but best burn on another human being ever i would work vic morrow will work with john landis again before i do <laughs> yeah did he say if that you after 20 places right he said it uh I think after coming to America. Okay, so
1: th- I'm sorry, I got my I got my history wrong. It was coming to America that Eddie yeah, got him the, the job
0: to America, yeah, because nobody was hiring. Yeah, yeah,
1: and then Eddie and then John Landis treating him
0: like shit. Yeah, it well, was... they argued a lot. I'm by then I'm curious to how big the honor- entourage was. I'm sure there was shit on both sides.
2: Neither normally, by the way.
1: I need to send you the podcast that I listened to about John Landis, the, the two parter. Man, it it did not paint a pretty picture of him. I lost some respect. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, by the
2: way, so Twilight Zone's number four. Speaking of trading places, it's at number five. It is still. Yeah. It's I, it was a hit. Week.
0: I was kind of shocked it didn't premiere at number one, but it makes sense. I'm I'm assuming it sticks around all summer.
2: Um, yeah. Uh, Octopusy, by the way, falls to number six. No in its third week. No war games in its fourth week is number seven, and then we get the other new release at number eight. There's one more after this it comes in at 10 but number eight is your favorite film that paired uh directed by michael ritchie pairing the great walter Matthau. And the great Robin Williams, <laughs> <laughs> the
0: Survivors. You
2: know? That's that's
0: another one no one remembers. No. Oh, by the way, and Jerry it, Reed. And Jerry Reed. Jerry Reed's an assassin. In assassin.
1: It. A cold-hearted assassin. assassin.
2: <laughs> yeah. And not nobody. the only Jerry Reed movie we're going to talk about this year. Nobody talks about this though. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody. I haven't heard anybody say anything about this. I've about seen it. it. Have either one of you all seen it? Oh I yeah, I've seen it in, years ago. I saw, I saw, I saw it ago. about a
0: year ago. Oh, I, it's been longer than a year. It's been a minute. It's been about twenty years since I've seen it. I remember finding it not going. What in the hell is this? Does it even exists? It, yeah, it's a little slow, guys. It is a little slow, but there
1: are moments, especially, especially when when Robin Williams goes goes a little bit batshit crazy, that it gets really interesting. And but yeah, Jerry Reed as the cold hearted hitman, he's awesome in that movie. Uh. I highly recommend checking it out. I'm not saying it's a great film, but it is worth a shot. Because again, it's one of those forgotten movies. It's one of the it's Robin Williams' forgotten films.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree with Chad. It is completely forgotten, and I I think if most people don't know who Jerry Reed is, but if I was if they did and I told them, you know, he played an assassin bad guy, they'd be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Yeah, That's I mean, you know, most most people. Yeah, I know. Uh, nowadays, people go, you know, the 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 bad coach from
1: Waterboy. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So that premiered at number eight. Number nine is Flashdance Hanging On. But number 10, Chad, I thought you might have something to say about this one. Orion Pictures releases in 761 theaters, and it charts at number 10, Yellowbeard. That
0: Yellowbeard.
2: premiered at
1: number 10. Premiered I still at number 10. have
0: yet to finish it. Oh, my God. I know.
1: I, I know. I know Yellowbeard. Is a tough movie to watch. I know this. That being said, I enjoy it. <laughs> I enjoy it to no end. Uh especially the go-betweens between Graham Chapman and Madeline Kahn. Uh I I I love the I love that. I love the go, I love the back and forth with them. Um, and then Peter Cook as as Lord Lamborn, I love him in that movie. Uh yeah, I I
2: I again I know the movie's terrible, but- I know it is. But Again, I and, enjoy the and, hell out of it, and I want to. I want to just so our our listeners know. If you've never seen Yellow Beard, just listen to this cast. You have some pythons: Graham Chapman, John Cleese, Eric Idle, but you also have Marty Feldman, yep. Tommy Chong, yep, Peter Boyle, as Chad said, Peter Cook, Cheech Marin, James Mason, Mason as Captain Hughes. I'm t- it, it,
1: the, and his, his Mars. The, the best part about James Mason, and I still, it still to this day throws me off. And by the way, spoilers, but there's a scene where Yellowbeard and his fam crew, crew take over his ship, and James, they make James Mason get off the ship. And just randomly, he has the weirdest meltdown that I've ever seen in cinema history. It just, I don't think I made it that far in the movie. It makes no sense. It's just there, and he just does this weird performance. It's so. It, it blows your mind out how weird it is. It's great. Go ahead, James.
2: And Spike Milligan. That's the other one. I mean, but if you know, if you're a fan of movies of a certain type, a certain, this is a cast that if you just watch the movie by cast, you would assume this has to be one of the funniest films. Right. ever. Made. And it's
1: a complete misstep.
2: God, I love it. It's the, the only problem I have with that is
1: the
0: third act it It just is so it doesn't have a spine at all i mean it is just meandering it is just yeah no
1: i'm not arguing with you at all but i just have i just have fond memories of of some of the lines of some of the bits it's just
0: just still shocked about trading places being never being at number one i'm curious to see tune in next week because Mm -hmm. i'm curious to find out how that plays out because i think people remember trading places a lot more than they do and war games by the way Thought war games would have be hanging on even longer because I think people remember those movies a lot more than they do some of these others that are I don't think people are talking about Porky's too that much today.
2: No, I I don't, but that's what I mean. And I think that's to the point that some people say this is a hard year for movies. Again, if you remove all the holdovers, which just to drive this point home, Chad, in case you were trying to keep track, um Tootsie finally fell out of the top ten. It's at number 13. Um Blue Thunder, which was released during this year, is at number 12. Uh, but, I mean, a lot of these movies were still holdovers and they were still around. E.T. had fallen out of the top uh, 15 by this point. But we really are deep into summer and we're not seeing too many movies that were new that are making much noise. Hmm. No. All right, guys. Well, this has been Bonehead Weekly
0: and... Hold Nick- on,
1: real quick. I, I just This is the one line from Yellowbeard that I still um bet uh madeline Kahn. well it's been a while since we had a little cuddle Yellowbeard beard re- re- says i raped you if that's what you mean betty says okay it was a half
2: cuddle half rape by the way that movie's very pg i don't know if that would work anymore in a pg film
0: <laughs> no no
2: no way shape or form
0: it was funny is that's a gay guy screaming at madeline Kahn yeah. in this real is- life
1: It's just so, and and Madeline Kahn does it so straight and so loving. And it's like, (laughs) just anyway, go ahead, Jay. Yeah, this has been Bonehead Weekly.
0: We're going to give you a half cuddle on next week's episode. (laughs) uh,
2: It's a rough year. (laughs) (sweak)
0: Okay. <sweak>